0: unprecedented u.s. deployment opposite iran these developments in syria and iran make much more sense when you look at them in the context of these statements which were made recently by former imf economist patrick clausen in a speech given for the washington institute for near east policy the washington institute for near east policy is a highly influential neocon think tank which publicly states that its mission is to influence u.s. executive branch and the media i frankly think that crisis initiation is really
1: tough And it's very hard for me to see how the United States uh, president can get us to war with Iran. Um, Which leads me to conclude that if, in fact, compromise is not coming, that the traditional way of America gets to war is what would be best for U.S. interests. Uh, Some people might think that Mr. Roosevelt wanted to get us into World War II, as David mentioned. You may recall we had to wait for Pearl Harbor. Some people might think Mr. Wilson wanted to get us into World War I. You may recall he had to wait for the Lusitania episode. Some people might think that Mr. Johnson wanted to send troops to Vietnam. You may recall he had to wait for the Gulf of Tonkin episode. Uh, we didn't go to war with Spain until the USS uh, until the Maine exploded. And may I point out that Mr. Lincoln did not feel he could call out the Federal Army until Fort Sumter was attacked. Which is why he ordered the commander at Fort Sumter to do exactly that thing which the South Carolinians had said would cause attack. So if in fact the Iranians aren't going to compromise, it would be best if somebody else started the war. Uh, One can combine other means of pressure with sanctions. Uh, I mentioned that explosion uh, on August 17th. Uh, We could step up the pressure. I mean, look people, Iranian submarines periodically go down, someday one of them might not come up. Who would know why? We can do a variety of things if we wish to increase the pressure. I'm not advocating that, but I'm just suggesting that uh, it, it, it's, this, this is not a, a either-or proposition. Of, you know, it's just sanctions has to, has to succeed or other things. We are in the game of using covert means against the Iranians.
0: We we could get nastier at that. In Channel News... A lot of people have been asking why I disappeared for four months and didn't make any videos. Short answer is that I was working on a number of extremely involved projects, one of which is uh, content produced by activists from all across the place. This week, and we've been flooded with responses. We are going through those responses right now. It'll be about an hour long, so it's going to take a lot of work. If you'd like to contribute to the making of this film.
2: When the army is swallowed. Then the Mahdi is going to be attacked by another army. And this is now an army of the Quraysh. An army of the Kalb. And remember that armies are under the control of governments. The Mahdi will defeat this army. And when an army is defeated, that is the end of Saudi Arabia. Goodbye to bad rubbish. Goodbye to bad rubbish. Let it be recorded in my book tonight. Let it be recorded in your book tonight. Goodbye to bad rubbish. The most monstrous betrayal of Islam ever committed in history, committed by those who control that state. This is not Riyadh. It's the rivy. thing is that when the oil boycott was imposed of Saudi Arabia goodbye to bad rubbish goodbye to bad rubbish let it be recorded in my book tonight let it be recorded in your book tonight goodbye to bad rubbish The most monstrous betrayal of Islam ever committed in history, committed by those who control that state. It was a secret agreement. It came in the wake of the war of 1973. Which means we have to put question marks now behind that war. Maybe there's more to that war (laughs) than we know. King Faisal of Saudi Arabia, Rahimahullah, imposed an oil boycott on the United States. Maybe someone whispered to him to do it, because they wanted him to do it. Because I believe in the sincerity of King Faisal, Rahimahullah. Yes, I do. As soon as that oil boycott was imposed in the wake of the war of 1973, October 73, it was called the Yom Kippur War. Some of you may not have been born then. And the oil boycott was imposed by the Arab oil producing countries. Something happened to the price of gold. I was looking only at the value of the dollar. That's my mistake. I looked at the dollar and I saw that the dollar fell in value by 400% in a span of just one week. (laughs) This was correct analysis, but this is not the more important thing. The more important thing is that when the oil boycott was imposed, the price of oil soared. From forty dollars and for forty dollars a barrel to a hundred and sixty dollars a barrel, and the Arab oil-producing countries, their eyes open. Oh yes, this looked like a lot of greenbacks. Greenback is the U.S. dollar. <laughs> that seems to have been, yeah. That seems to have been an integral part of the plan. But after the azan, inshallah, we'll continue. In the wake of the war of 1973 and the oil embargo and the phenomenal rise in the price of oil from, what was it? The price of gold rose from forty to hundred and sixty. I cannot remember the, the rise in the price of oil, but it's also a phenomenal rise in the price of oil because oil was selling for four, five, six dollars a barrel.